0: Welcome to another interesting edition of Ulus5 Podcast, where I share learning and my experience on subjects of management, business, strategy, marketing, leadership, and public policy. It promises to be another very interesting edition today. Uh, the title of this today's podcast is Customer Lifetime Value. Ten business lessons we will be discussing some simple and important principles that will help you to get more value out of your business and for those who are quite active in the investment community or who wants to drive a good valuation of their business in terms of the engagement with investment community Uh, there will be some interesting learnings about some of the things we'll be discussing today will also be talking to how to drive good tangible valuation for your business uh, in the investment community and give your shareholder very strong returns. So come with me, the title of today's podcast is Customer Lifetime Value 10 Business Lessons. We start with a story. Many years back, I was driving on Milan Bridge in Lagos, Nigeria. It was the time when GSM mobile telephone was first licensed. I worked at MTN at the time and SIM cards were quite expensive in the range of 5,000 and 10,000 Naira or so. A third mobile phone company had just been licensed one year after and coming into the market. On this day as i was driving i saw the billboard of this new challenger mobile phone company pricing a sim card at about a hundred naira my first instinctive reaction coming from my product marketing orientation was "Ha! how will they make money a sim card at a hundred naira in my first instinct at the time what I saw was a product and its cost. My first instinct coming from product FMCG or consumer marketing orientation did not see the customer behind the SIM card who will use the SIM card product for many years to make calls on the mobile phone network. That was the way product marketing could wire you and your profit calculations, your revenue, and your cost is by product it took some further minutes of drive for me to say ah i got it that even if this new competitor was losing money on the sim card it will make up for it in revenue over the long period that the customer will be on his network his sim card did not need to cost 10,000 or 5,000 Naira, that was my first epiphany moment of the concept of customer lifetime value, which I got to learn more intensely later in the years in my telecom and retail banking career. I will be sharing with you in this podcast some of the simple but important lessons I've learned about the concept of customer lifetime value and how it can help you to run your business well and profitably, including driving good valuation in the investor community for your business. Let's go to concepts and definitions. What is customer lifetime value? Customer lifetime value, I will define and is generally defined as your revenue over the lifetime of your customer with your business, less the cost of acquiring the customer and the cost of serving the customer over their lifetime with your business. This economics is very important. The real value or valuation of your business is the aggregate or the summation of the lifetime value or revenue of all your customers discounted to the present value of money for those who are familiar with net present value MPV calculations in finance. So in terms of a simple formula, customer lifetime value calculation is equal to customer lifetime revenue minus cost of acquisition minus lifetime cost to serve, discounted to the present value of money. This implies that you have four key levers to create or drive value for your business. Number one is acquire customers on scale. Number two, extend as much as possible, even if perpetually, the customer lifetime. Number three, manage customer acquisition cost downwards. Number four, manage cost to serve per customer downwards. Remember that for customer acquisition cost and cost to serve, that if you don't have customers, there's really nothing to manage some businesses are so obsessed with managing acquisition cost and cost to serve that they lose sight of investments required to acquire customers on scale and keep their customers for life these four levers must work in complement for you to run a good business so let's go to the lessons the 10 lessons of customer lifetime value that I want to share with you. 10 business lessons. Number one, lesson number one. A good business is the one that acquires customers and keeps them over a long customer lifetime. With the business and Let me repeat that. A good business is the one that acquires customers and keep them over a long customer lifetime with that business. And that business is able to acquire and service customers at optimal cost relative to their customer value. Customer lifetime value is therefore your net revenue per year multiplied by the customer active lifetime in years on your business or your platform or in your company. Lesson number two. If you don't have a customer lifetime value view beyond the first year of your business, when you are doing business case analysis, for example, you will be perpetually under-investing in your business, particularly if the horizon of your business case is one year and you are under pressure to deliver profit on an annual basis. For many businesses and market investments, Your business is unlikely to break even in the first year. A customer acquired this year continues to produce revenues for your business case over many years if you keep them. You should therefore have a view of that customer lifetime revenue in your business analysis for investment. If you don't, your revenue projections will not be capturing the full value or the full impact of the return of your customers and you'll be wrongly concluding in many instances we are only looking at maybe one year that maybe the investment is not profitable those who understand your competitors who understand customer lifetime value principles very well will be capturing more value for you than you because they will see a good business case because they have a full view of the revenue of the customer's while lifetime or like you that is having a one-year view of your customer returns. Lesson number three. Do a customer value segmentation of your business for good customer value management and optimal resource allocation. All customers are not the same. They have different lifetime values There are high value customers, medium value customers and low value customers depending on the revenue they give your business. There are five determinants of the value or the net revenue of your customers that determines whether they will be high, medium or low value customers. And you need to know these determinants because they are important levels for you to understand in getting more out of your business. What are these five determinants of customer value? Number one, there will be margin per transaction or product usage by that customer. The frequency of the transactions or product usage by that customer. The volumes of products consumed or transaction per period by that customer, of course, over the lifetime. Number four, the cost of serving and keeping the customer. Number five, the cost of acquiring the customer. A key lesson of the above five determinants of customer value is that you must align your cost to serve to customer value. It is not a good business to serve low revenue customers with high cost to serve or expensive channels. The mismatch of cost to serve with customer value is a major reason for poor business profitability. This issue should be settled by your business model design to ensure that your cost to serve is aligned to your customer value. So, Some of these principles of customer value management also touches on business model design. Because if you have a business model where your customer value is not aligned to your cost-to-serve, you already have a business that will be unprofitable and have been from the beginning. So the issue of alignment of cost-to-serve to customer value should be settled by your business model design. Lesson number five. To improve the value of your customers, you must optimize these five levers that we have described in lesson number four. You must one, drive higher margin per product used by your customers. You must drive higher frequency of product usage by your customers. You must drive higher volume of product usage per customer and moderate or optimize downwards the cost of serving your customers without compromising customer satisfaction or experience, which will lead to customer churn or short customer lifetime. Lesson number six. High value customers kept for a good lifetime creates the biggest value for your business. It means if you keep your high value customers loyal, your business returns will be very strong. This is one of the rationale for a good loyalty program for high value customers. You must however note that loyalty program sits on having a credible customer proposition for your high value customers that makes them to prefer your service to competitors. Loyalty program cannot replace a differentiated and relevant proposition to high value customers. Loyalty programs work best as a complement to credible customer proposition programs in the high value segment and will fall flat or be relatively ineffective without it. Lesson number seven. Why customer value is important for market and business investment. It must be related to the volume of customers in the segment to determine the aggregate segment revenue in determining the overall customer business segment potential. The determinant of segment aggregate net revenue or how much you can make in aggregate from a business or market segment is calculated as net revenue per customer in the segment multiplied by volume or the number of customers in that segment. Do the numbers well. If you do the multiplication of your customer monthly revenue by active life, which is essentially their loyalty to you, the aggregate customer segment lifetime value, that is the aggregate the summation of the, the, the revenue you make for all customers in that segment, the aggregate customer segment lifetime value may not always be as linear as your first instinct may suggest. That is why your analytics is very important. There are several moving parts to optimize. For example, this moving path to optimize will include monthly revenue per customer in a value segment, the loyalty or active lifetime of that segment, depending on your proposition differentiation and the degree of contestation of that value segment. And of course, the last but not the least, the volume of customers in that segment. These levers determine your aggregate customer revenue per segment. It therefore implies that it is theoretically possible. It therefore implies that it is theoretically possible for your high end or medium segment, for the higher end of your medium segment, for example, to give more aggregate revenue if the volume in that segment compensates for a relative lower net revenue per customer compared to your high value segment. Let me let me repeat that. It therefore implies that it is theoretically possible that the revenue from your, the higher end of your medium segment can give you more aggregate revenue if the volume in that higher end of your medium segment more than compensate for its relative lower net revenue per customer compared to your high-value segment. This explains why sometimes The higher end of the medium market, like the mass affluent, or the BC1, C2 demographic in terms of economic classification, have some very special appeal in some industries because it is the segment that most optimizes value with volume for revenue maximization. Lesson number eight The cost of keeping acquired customers. Is far cheaper than the cost of acquiring new ones. If you keep your customers and extend their lifetime, you get a far disproportionate positive return on your business profitability compared to if you are acquiring fresh customers. This is because all things being equal, customers spend on your platform or business tend to increase over time as they buy many more products or services especially if you keep them happy. It means on the average, for the same type of customer, a happy customer who who has been with you for a longer time will give you more value than a fresh customer. Convincing a customer who is with a competitor to switch to you is harder and more costly compared to keeping your current customers. This is so because of the natural inertia of customers and switching costs. Businesses that keep their customers. Businesses that keep their customers and minimize customer churn have far more disproportionate revenue and profit returns than businesses with high customer churn. This is not to say that you should not acquire new customers you must keep acquiring customers to build volume. The lesson here is that to get the best value for your customers and for your business, you must keep must keep your customers while you acquire new ones. Lesson number nine. Learn the leaking bucket metaphor for good customer value management. This leaking bucket metaphor is my authentic way of describing the cost in terms of describing customer value management, and I, you probably will hear that uh, from me first in this podcast if you are fetching water in the bucket and you can ensure that there's no leakage at the bottom which represents your old customers in terms of attrition or churn the volume of water in your bucket as you fill it which represents your new customers Will overflow and you will need a second bucket which represents your revenue. In essence, your revenue shall be growing because you are managing your customer existing lifetime, your existing customer lifetime well. And your customers are not churning or leaking from your customer bucket while new customers are coming into your customer base in terms of the water that is filling from the top. If you don't have a major leaking bucket problem, your customer volume or aggregate revenue will overflow and you're going to have a successful business. Lesson number 10. Assess the volatility of revenue of your customers over their lifetime. Apply additional discount of volatility in calculating customer lifetime revenue to the present value of money. Customers with predictable, consistent, less volatile revenue are more valuable than customers with volatile revenue. In calculating revenue over the lifetime of the customer and discounting the lifetime revenue to the present value of money by the cost of capital, an additional factor to consider is the volatility of the revenue over the customer's lifetime. Retail bank revenues, for example, are more sticky than commercial or corporate bank revenues in financial services. In some businesses, where customer revenues are volatile and less predictable, you need to apply an additional discount of volatility risk to the, calculations of your, to the calculation of your customer lifetime revenue to compare with another business or customer group with more sticky, less volatile revenue. The learning here is that if you have two kinds of customers that gives you the same revenue over a lifetime, with one of the customer customers or customer groups with a predictable less volatile revenue over their lifetime, if you have to make a choice of investment, you should invest in your customer groups or segments with predictable non-volatile revenue. So in conclusion, the summary of our ten lessons, but I summarize it another different way to illustrate, to reillustrate some of the things we've been talking about. The summary of our ten lessons, I summarize it this way: there are eight levers or eight ways, eight levers you can pull to help you to drive good customer lifetime value in your business and improve the value of your business. This. Principles, what we are discussing and this customer lifetime values and these levers that we will discuss short, these levers also correlates to how you drive good tangible valuation for your business and give good returns to your shareholders. Remember, remember that we have said that the real tangible valuation of your business is the summation or the aggregation of the lifetime revenue of all your customers over their lifetime. So, if you're talking valuation, it is about the tangible things that you do per customer and at the aggregate level to extend their lifetime, to get more from them, to get more from them in terms of product usage, customer transactions, or revenue over that lifetime. So, what are these eight levers? They are simple things. If you understand those levers and you can apply them to your business, you automatically drive, like I said, good business valuation. Number one, you must acquire customers on scale, which is customer volume. Number two, in terms of the levers to pull to drive good customer lifetime and strong business valuation for your business, number two, is that you must extend as much as possible, even if perpetually, your customer lifetime, minimize customer churn. Number three, Manage customer acquisition cost downwards. Number four, manage cost to serve per customer downwards. Align cost to serve to customer value in your business model. Number five, drive higher frequency or more product use per customer. Measure this by metrics such as monthly active users or MAU. Or product use per customer number six drive customer quality acquire high value and high user customers number seven drive customer use of products or transactions with higher margins number eight make customer product usage consistent and predictable reduce customer lifetime revenue volatility drive revenue in customer segments with more predictable and less volatile income. So in conclusion, one of the benefits of understanding customer lifetime value management is that it enables the marketing and finance function to speak a common language and eliminates the tension between these two critical business functions. Investments and business cases and their input variables begin to have meanings that are mutually understood. Marketing numbers expressed in customer unit economics can be easily related to finance, investment and returns. Marketing and finance can then both mutually focus on the big strategic questions of opportunities, what it takes to win in capabilities, investment and returns. And that brings us to the end of this podcast. I hope you have found this episode, Customer Lifetime Value 10 Business Lessons, very useful. In terms of the lessons and learning you can apply to run your business well and drive good tangible valuation for your business if you are engaging, the, engaging in the investment community. Until another time, when I share another set of interesting business lessons, with you on Ulus 5 podcast. Please be the best that you can be. Thank you.